Welcome to Arts North. I'm your host. Who am I? Michael Cast. Uh, Arts North. Everything art. For a second, you know, I've been. I mean, I've been social. I've been social isolationized, man. I've got the, I've got the coronavirus blues, as it were. Uh, and uh, I'm stuck in place. I'm not sheltering place in place, man. I'm stuck in place. At first, as an as an introvert, this was a win-win situation until I realized that I can't just go wherever I want, whenever I want. Um, mostly I like to stay at home, but when I want to go, man, I want to go. And, and people telling me I can't go is something I, that kind of irks my wrath. So sheltering in place. Uh, so tell me about the makery. This sounds really interesting. Um, and certainly challenging. We'll talk about that in, in a little bit, but I'd really like to hear about the premise of the makery. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has definitely been several years in the in the making um, started out with a pretty simple concept of doing some workshops and has really evolved into ah, the shape that it's taking today which I'm really excited to have just announced to everybody so the makery is going to be a craft and coffee bar that's located right downtown Prince George where it's a very the concept is a very casual space where people can come and get hands-on creative um, while enjoying some of the things that they love and do regularly. So meeting friends for a coffee, um, getting together and just having a social chat and having something to do while they do it. Um, that just gets creative process flowing. Right on. Um, well, where did you, where did this idea come from? Uh, so I've been in the arts for as long as I can remember. Um, my very first kind of foray into public or post-secondary education was actually in the fine arts. And my goal was to be, I really wanted to be a commercial artist and do packaging design and textile design and that kind of stuff. Like if I could design cool patterns for Kleenex boxes, I would have been right in my element. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I really just had a really great, from a very young age, um, a great engagement in the arts in town. A lot of the well-established artists kind of took me under their wing and helped me down the path to pursue that as a career. Um, but when I got to university and I was pursuing it there, I realized that I was actually being trained to be a gallery artist. And hang paintings in a gallery and hope that they sell, um, which just wasn't the path that I was on. Um, mm -hmm. I know many artists who do that and it's great um, and, who, and they've had great success, but that wasn't my goal. Um, and so I actually left it for a while and wound up in administrative roles and the public sector doing communications and I found marketing and, and have spent most of my career in yeah those fields doing graphic design and I ended up in a place where I was craving that creative outlet again um, mm -hmm. I found craft and so it just kind of started to evolve from there in my own engagement with craft and creating on a small scale because I just didn't have the time to paint because you know when you paint you, you paint you're in it mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> So I didn't have the time to do that. So I was looking for a way to have a creative outlet just at a really small scale. And I found that I could take little projects with me uh, places. I could do it on the ferry, or on the plane, wherever. Um, and so it just became a really fun way to engage in a creative process. And it just 
continually evolved from there. The more I did it, the more people were keen on what I was doing um, and wanted to play along with me. And so that's just morphed from a simple engagement like that. Can I do that with you to creating a space for people to do that with me? The natural evolution of things. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's a great idea. I, I'm I'm looking forward to when this whole this whole pandemic thing is 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 um, has settled down and <laughs> and uh, can get into that space and check it out. Um, that's that's great design. I, we're 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 cut from the same cloth, you and I. Yeah. You, um, you, yeah. Well, I okay. I, <clears throat> I was just at um, I did design for for uh, Speedy for ten years and then. I, I just got laid off from the citizen. I see. Okay. Because of the lack of work, because of no advertising. Yeah. Right? But I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's what it is. I still, I still try and do some freelance stuff whenever I can. And I try and keep sharp as far as seeing what's trending and that, but, but I'm more, this, this actually gives me an opportunity to focus more on arts North. So, and, and reach out to my, my peers such as yourself to, to see what's what's uh, what's happening now. You're in the middle of renovations. I've noticed on Instagram. Yeah. If it, if people want to find you on Instagram, they can find. Um, it would be at the Makery. At the Makery PG. At the Makery PG on Instagram, and because uh, you've been posting some really cool stuff, I noticed you got like a a coffee maker in there. Yeah. So today, very stainless steel type uh complicated machine <laughs> yeah yeah so you know as a as a coffee addict um have definitely been seeking the best that i could find and i think i have found it and i'm so excited <laughs> i'm really nerding out over this machine and the coffee um so this is a company that is based in just outside of portland so coffee mecca Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah, and um, it's a family-run business, and so it's a, a fellow named Todd and his uh, his wife Anne, and they she's also an artist and a graphic designer, and he's a machinist, and they are being where they are passionate about coffee, um, mm-hmm. and so he was really looking for how to produce the best coffee that he possibly could. They and they what they found was they actually have purchased the oldest in the world coffee roaster. Um, so it, wow, yeah, in the world. In the world. It's older than ones that you will find in uh, museums. And so this was based out of the Middle East, and they brought it over, uh, this big cast iron beast of a machine. And they, as a machinist, he was able to reconfigure it to be able to do wood-fired roasted coffee beans. And they... I have been sampling coffee from as far and broadly as I could to find a bean to bring in. And it's the best coffee that I've had. And we're, we're just can't wait to start receiving shipments from him. And so then what he did is once he started producing these beans, he wanted a machine that could create the best flavor for his beans. And so he and his wife actually traveled over to Italy and they started talking to really old um, espresso machine manufacturers and they mm-hmm. got some custom products designed and manufactured for them. Um, so custom boilers for these machines, custom parts um, to get the best possible outcome. And so they're doing a limited run of what I consider to be an artist machine. 
Um, there's going to be 50 of these machines in the world and ever. Um, they're stopping at that level of production and we've got one. Um, so nice. yeah, I'm really excited. So they're just finished building it right now down in Portland and then we'll be bringing that into PG once it's finished. I'm a bit of a coffee snob. Me too. But I noticed, you know, when I, when uh, my wife and I traveled to Greece, uh, so going through Europe, uh, Nescafe was like coffee for them, right? Yeah, there was no coffee machines in the, so we learned, we pack a French press. Yes. And, and coffee. So, but the their espresso, of course, in Europe is fantastic. But their regular, just a cup of coffee, so Nescafe. It, it's a it's a leftover from World War Two. Right? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, okay, so so are you going to have art supplies there for people to use? Yeah. Uh, and are are you going to have some for sale as well? Yeah. So it'll be starting off pretty small scale to start because I think that's just prudent, especially given our conditions that we're in right now. You realize that more than ever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the concept is kind of like when you go to a restaurant, you have a menu of meals that you can purchase. It'll be the same here where there's a menu of craft projects that we'll have. So we'll have the supplies on hand and little kits so that if you come in and you want to do project A, whatever that happens to be, Mm Mm-hmm. We'll bring you a kit with all of the instructions. Um, we'll have staff on hand. They'll be known as craft tenders to come and work with you and teach you any of the, the simple skills that you may need to finish your project. Um, give you access to any custom tools that we may have on hand for it. And then you're just kind of free to play. Um, there's also some just free play crafting that'll be going on as well. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have some projects like that and supplies like that available for people, and those will rotate regularly. And then I'm going to have just a small retail section that will be focused on some stationary goods, um, as well as some really unique art supplies that I have never been able to find in northern BC and sometimes even in Canada. So we'll be bringing some of that stuff in that aligns with the projects that we're, that we're doing in-house. So those will change out regularly. That sounds exciting. Yeah, a little bit of different stuff. Just trying to do something. Yeah. It's something really unique. Now, are you going to have any uh, sort of gallery space if, if artists, if local artists want to decorate your walls? So the way that I'm approaching that right now is because really what I want the space to be is fairly a neutral space where the art is the people themselves and the projects that they're working on at the time. So I'm trying to keep Mm -hmm. the space fairly neutral, but I I do have room that I've allocated in the space for showcases and pop-up shops so that if there's an artist who wants to do a short run um, display of their work, or if they're more of a craft person um, to have a pop-up shop for a, a weekend, something like that, that we can accommodate that so that we can have a regular flow through that's showcasing all of the different makers that are in our region because there's so much talent up here that I'd love to oh, be I able agree. to show it. That's one of the reasons why like, uh, I ended up here about 16, 17 years ago and I couldn't wait to leave except the thing that kept me here was the arts community yeah it's 
it's a really impressive community for how much talent there is and so much of it is is hidden it's these incredible artists that are working in their kitchen or their basement or whatever and we don't really know that they're out there and when we find them it's just it's so impressive but then like so many artists um early on before they come out of their shell they're like oh you know they're like no i i don't want to you know i'm i'm it's that whole acceptance thing i i i guess i don't know i i don't know what it is and well how about you like like when you first well no you like you say you don't do fine art right i yeah but say, say if you're doing a design and somebody says oh i don't like that yeah it, it's a tough thing, right? Because you put your heart and soul into something and and you're putting yourself out there for critique and feedback and people can be really scared about it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very much a person who, you know, I meet so many people who say that they're not creative, let alone say that they're not artists, but who just say that they mm-hmm. aren't creative and call BS on them every time because I think everybody is. It's just finding that niche and that space where you're comfortable doing it and that as we have this kind of in the art world this expectation of what art is and and so people go okay well if I can't draw well that's because you're trying to draw that but maybe that's not your style or your your jive maybe you draw something Hmm. else in a way that I can't you know just because you aren't Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo here that doesn't mean that you can't draw and so it's helping people engage in their creativity in a way that they haven't allowed themselves to, like no judgment, no expectation, just enjoy the process of art. I love process art and that whole movement um, where it's mm-hmm. just about just just do, just play, just explore. It doesn't matter what the outcome mm-hmm. is, just create. Oh, that's so good to hear. I was uh, writing, actually writing a uh, uh, another a column for the citizen, and it was about that. It was about the process and how how the process of creating anything um, will will benefit mental health during this time. Absolutely. Right. So this time being the pandemic, right, and social isolation and and um, or or isolation and social distancing and that. Now, this is a this is a really challenging time for you to be to be doing this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Probably, I don't know if it's if it must be intimidating and frightening and but it, but if you were an entrepreneur, um, which which it seems to me like you are. Uh, it's also a great opportunity. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, there's that great cartoon of the dog who's sitting in an office room with the flames up around him going, it's fine. You know, that's how you, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how you feel every day here. But um, for us, you know, this will pass. The pandemic here will pass and we'll, we'll do something different and we'll be in a new space again and back to normal, maybe a new normal, but we'll be back to regular routine soon enough. And uh, mm-hmm. so for us, actually doing this project and because we have a lot of work to do. I mean, I'm, I'm buffing concrete floors here today. I'm covered in dust head to toe, but it really helps us look forward. So and it's 
you know, I've had so many great comments from people since we announced it that are like, this is good news and amidst this horrible situation that we're in. So I think people are really looking mm-hmm. forward to it and it's giving something exciting to look for, which is cool and rewarding for us. It's great feedback to know that we're on the right path. Um, but yeah, it's, it's scary. And I think starting up a business in the best of times is scary, let alone starting up a business. Oh, in the yeah, of I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know that my wife and I were talking this morning before uh, before I came on with you here, and it was uh, we were we were saying you know you don't miss your water till the well runs exactly dry, right, and for and and I'm an introvert, so I'm not I don't have a hard time dealing with this. What I have a hard time dealing with is when I want to connect with people, I can't. So I I certainly miss that. And I think, and we talked about people maybe coming out of this with more empathy, compassion, a little being a little more social, appreciating those connections that we have with friends and family, and and even even being more more willing to reach out and help somebody that we don't know yeah. or, or connect with people we don't know. And and I'm hoping because I'm an up up optimist, I'm hoping that that's what takes place. I hope so too. And. You know, I really see that this has been something that has shown us as a global community how connected we are, Um, which is just, I think, fascinating. The world has never felt more small. You know, I'm talking to a colleague of mine in New Zealand, and we're sharing the exact same experience and stories. And I I think it's just Mm -hmm. so interesting that in spite of all of the awful things that are happening right now with it there's also a lot of good that's coming through it too um and seeing the way that people are supporting small business the kindness that people are showing to each other and and just bringing this connection in a different way to the forefront and people like i'm an introvert as well i say that i'm an introvert with extroverted tendencies i do love people and you know i was out for a walk with my dog yesterday and walked by a friend's house and she knocked on her window and we came outside and jumped up and down and spoke to each other from the street in her house you know and it was just so nice Mm -hmm. to have that connection and i think we're going to appreciate people in a new way when we're done I, i i'm hoping that's the case for sure now, when when does it look like your? Well, well, let's just say when is your your planned opening, and when is is do you think that's a realistic date? And 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 what's your contingency if it if it isn't? Uh, so definitely, um, my planned open date is July one. Um, so we've mm-hmm. kind of given ourselves from the day that we got our keys to the space pretty much three months to finish everything and to to get open um from everything that i'm hearing it seems like that should be feasible given no massive changes in how things are going um i'm very lucky Mm -hmm. that i'm still able to access supplies and and access equipment and contractors and you know those kinds of things so it's been good and i can still Mm -hmm. communicate Mm -hmm. with the city and do all of these kinds of things but if things change, um, what I'm hoping to do is head online and 
develop kits and videos and all of those kinds of things so that people can partake in what we're doing in a digital way. And I can send out and deliver packages of, of crafting supplies and get people to be engaged in the arts. It's so cool seeing everybody right now, they're pulling out art and crafting and stuff like that as a way to pass the time at home. And I, I love seeing it. So if I can continue to encourage that, I certainly will. I know we do a lot of crafting with the grandkids. Oh, awesome. And uh, and so that really hasn't changed, but but you know, we we're being we're getting more um, innovative, I yeah. guess. You know, looking around for new things. And so so that the service that you would provide there would certainly be something that that uh, I think a lot of parents and grandparents would be interested in, you know, getting getting the getting the uh, the the package yeah. for for say a birthday gift for a youngster or or not even necessarily a youngster, but uh, but getting that and then and then getting online and doing the whole thing. I think that'd yeah. be fun if we if if of course we were if this thing goes on longer than. Than we'd expect. I think July first is, is. I'm hoping it's a reasonable. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to be an optimist. For, I'm yeah. going to remain one until I no longer can be one. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm saying July one is when we're hoping to open. Well, I'm going to mark it on my calendar awesome. for sure. So we met at the. We met. Uh, we must have crossed paths before, but uh, but I think we formally met at the forum. For downtown art and downtown Prince George, and um, how did you feel about that forum? You know, it's such an interesting topic. I've been um, part of a number of conversations over the years in town about how to bring the arts community together, how to bring arts downtown. Um, I've sat on the public art committee now for several years, and you know, all of these conversations are are always interesting. And it seems to me that. It's something that we are just constantly wrestling with as a community as to how to do that in a really, really meaningful way. Um, mm -hmm. I'm glad that the conversation was happening and I, I love seeing, you know, an external contractor involved in the process because sometimes they can help to put things in a way that hasn't been considered before. So it's good and I you know it was really fun sitting around the table with all of these people that I I know and have known for years and just chatting about that and seeing the passion of of these organizations and the people who are leading them together is really cool so I'm I'm very hopeful that we're going to see some shift there uh, we'll see how it plays out I can't wait to see the final report from it 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 seems to come it seems to be there's this political will that's a ebb and flow so at, at some time it it really takes off and i think we're we're kind of in that upward swing even within even with this this pandemic time um i think because like you're going to be downtown and um hopefully soon given whatever time constraints are they have now is the new um, arts yep. council building and uh, there's going to be new new residencies down there you know just a lot of I think there's going to be a lot of good activity and a lot of people moving around and and I'm hoping it it generates uh, 
a positive buzz. Yeah, that's right? what I hope as well. And, you know, I think that that's what happens in a lot of communities as they're developing that whatever sector it is, it needs a, somebody to take a bite and to try it and go and, and see. And then momentum starts. And so you look at some of the incredible restaurants that have developed downtown over the years, and it's really developed into a whole community of incredible restaurateurs and food mm-hmm. downtown. And that's just grown and grown and grown. And, and it's amazing. And, and I think Prince George is incredibly proud of those places. And hopefully they're hanging in there through this time um, that we can keep them. And so I think that that's what happens in the arts community as well. And I know, like, I remember back when, you know, Two Rivers Gallery was the art gallery at Studio 2880 and the conversations and the, the concern about the risk of moving that downtown. And it's just been fantastic for the community. And so that's what I just kind of see this is, what I'm doing is it's a business model that would, I'm hoping to work incredibly closely with, with the gallery and the community arts council and that we can continue the momentum of what's already happening downtown and just build art now into that existing social aspect of, of downtown. And with, like you said, with the housing developments, with all of the hotels down here, there's going to be an increase in activity and movement and people downtown. And it, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see that kind of development. I, yeah, if there was one location I wanted to be um, where when I was thinking about doing the makery and, and it was downtown right in the hub. Um, otherwise, I'm not sure I would have done it. Mm. Well, that's, um, I know I've, I've always said that, that um, art and culture tell the story of a city. And, and, uh, and if, and I think it's important, and, and sure, I'm, yeah. I'm biased, right, as an artist and as, as a, somebody that is involved in the arts. Uh, but I do believe that, that we tell the story and we need to lay a nice foundation for the young people that are coming up after us. And, and the, the thing that you're doing, I think, is, is, is part of that foundation, laying a strong foundation along with those other entities. I know that um, when I was, uh, when I, was uh, I just did a podcast with a, an actor from Winnipeg. And he came here to do a show a few years ago, Head in Noir. And uh, we were talking about Prince George. And he said he could not, because he's done the Fringe Festival in Winnipeg. And he said he's just amazed at the restaurants, like you said, the restaurants and the yeah. music scene. So and and the whole creative the whole creative vibe vibe of Prince George. Now, if we can get that, like you say, downtown and in one place, unstoppable. I, I completely man. agree. One of my favorite outcomes of the conversation that we had at that forum was around visibility, and so. You know, we talked about all of the arts and the things that are happening around downtown, you know, from Vanier Hall to CN Center to the Playhouse to multiple venues that are around town. And when you see things like Cold Snap and you have these venues that are located right in the heart of downtown and the Legion is just drawing people in like no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you see those kinds of things starting to happen. The more that we can pull that in and have the arts be visible on a day-to-day 
basis. It's the whole show it, don't tell it thing. Don't tell people that all this stuff is going on. Let's just mm-hmm. show it. Let's just be present and and live large and bring it right out to the forefront. I think that that will just start the ball rolling. It's already been rolling for a long time. It's just rolling in a new direction, I guess. Kim Hayhurst, uh, Makery PG, the Makery. Is it the Makery PG it's the or makery, the Makery? But it was taken on Instagram. The Makery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? The, make, the Makery the makery PG on Instagram, the Makery is going to be, oh, wait. I oh, saw yeah, donuts. donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before we go, before before we go, the Makery is a, is a play on words, so, yeah, bakery and making, yeah, right? Am I right? <laughs> okay. But not only is there going to be great coffee, and I can't wait because I'm a coffee addict too, but I saw donuts. Are you guys doing your own baking Just, there? Yeah, it's going to be super that? small scale. I mean, I don't have a commercial bakery in this space or whatever. Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's going to yeah. be pretty, pretty low scale. But um, yeah, I personally have a lot of food issues and I see a lot of other people developing food issues as well. And so one of my pet peeves mm-hmm. is being able, it's going out to all of these great restaurants and not being able to have a treat because it's all made with flour and milk and, you know, all of these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there seems to be a great trend that's supporting this as well. And uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing some some really creative we're, we're going to start simple and then blow up creatively around our baked goods and do some yeah baked donuts with all flavors that are flour egg milk free um we'll be doing some cake sickles so cake on a stick um we're, we're doing all kinds of fun stuff mm-hmm. yeah oh i can't wait kim hayhurst the makery thank you so much for for taking the time uh, out of your concrete <laughs> polishing oh, thank you to to uh to sit with me and talk about the makery um uh good luck best of luck and i can't wait to july 1st and i can awesome. come in thank and get you a so coffee. much michael i really appreciate it thanks to our sponsor the community arts council of prince george and district otherwise known as Studio 2880. Arts North was produced, recorded, and edited at Strange Trip Studios in Prince George, British Columbia. If you want more great content, check out our Facebook page, Arts North BC, our website, artsnorthbc.wixsite.com forward slash arts dash north. For video content, go to Arts North on YouTube. I'm Michael Cast for Arts North.